Thank you for joining me here at the Full Circle Mentality Podcast. I am the host with the most better than butter on toast. I am joined here today with a couple good friends, a few good friends. Um, I got my co-host here from FC Radio. If you ain't tapping in, you got to tap in. We're on episode 10. If you haven't listened to episode 10 yet, pause and go back to listen to that before you get these good laughs. You know what I mean? Sir? Yo, young PZ right here, putting it down. Thank you for joining us, bro. Um, uh, we got P here as well, but the main guest today, a longtime friend. Thank you for joining us here. Alex, thank you very much, man. Oh, man. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, man. It's been a long time coming. Uh, we have uh, we have a little history, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, we uh, met originally like in 2000. I think 2017, because that's when you guys' school program just started, in, right? Yeah. Okay, you were already working there? Yeah. Okay. So we actually worked at a elementary school, borderline, Al Grove, South Sacramento. Yeah. Um, and we just kind of, we kind of vibe. You yeah, know? you, uh, since your program was new, I remember the uh, back to school day, right? You guys were out there trying to get parents to sign up. I'm not trying. A lot of parents were signing up because your program was free. Ours was paid for. Yeah. Um, Sorry. Yeah, you guys took all our, all our students. but Well, honestly, it was a... It was cool, but I mean, we got like, I don't know. Nah, it nah. was all capped. We were all capped. I was getting paid hourly, to be to be completely <laughs> honest. Nah, dude, it was cool. It was cool, you know. Um, we're good? Okay. Uh, it's just when, when, when you're away, oh, gotcha. it, don't, it won't pick up. So, uh, yeah, dude, we were just, I remember that day you actually came up to me. You were like, hey, bro, my name's Julio. I'm from this program. Um, and I felt bad because you told me your name like right there and then, Immediately after I forgot, and so like, like the whole right after year, I turned my back. Yeah, I'm sure, bro. Like the whole like the whole school year, I was just calling you Mr. J the whole day. Like, <laughs> like, That's what's up. Oh yeah. Honestly, I probably I think I forgot. I don't know if I kept calling you, Alex. I might have forgot your name. I'm horrible at names. Well, I remember a couple times. Yeah, you you actually were honest. You're like, yeah, what was your name again? And you just kept doing that. And so finally, you know, after a while, it just came. You were just like, hey, yeah, man. I'd rather just be upfront. Like, hey, I I'm sorry. Yeah, nah, I don't bro. know your name. Not me. I was like trying to ask like other people like <laughs> in your in your guys. Maybe I should have done that. It would have been a little easier, you know. Yeah. I probably wouldn't have. It wouldn't have been so, you know. But Fucking nah. sorry, bro. I forgot your name again. Shit, bro. Like, yeah, that's how it was. Yeah, but we were uh, not to cut you off or anything. We have a long history, but I don't want to talk about where we worked. Was with kids. We ain't gonna dive into that right now. We're actually we're in a deep ass conversation. About uh, James Monroe. Yeah. The highway killer. Freeway killer. Freeway killer. Yeah. God damn it, James. So, <clears throat> yeah, James Monroe is a uh, really, I don't, I don't want to say interesting guy. I don't, I don't want to say that shit, but like just who, the people that he was around, you know, during that time, it was like, I think the <clears throat> 70s or 80s, what they were doing was um, grabbing guys, you know, men from 20 years old, 18, 15 even young kids, and they'll, you know, fucking kill them, rape them, sodomize them, throw them over the board, you know, so. Yeah, it was bad. He was definitely convicted of manslaughter, he says. Served five years in Mule Creek State Prison before being paroled. What the fuck? Oh, shit, he's out? Oh, fuck. Wait, no. Is this, am I got the right information? He might be on his way over here. Shit. Uh, shit. I'm sorry, well, No, guys. well, then, damn, yeah, right? Said that he paroled in... I don't know. We'll we'll figure that out for you. Yeah, please do. 
I need to change my aliases, you know? Nah. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. It says uh, James Monroe, 53, is serving a sentence of 15 years to life for a 1980 murder of 18-year-old Stephen J. Wells. Yeah. Rest in peace, Stephen. So it was the Freeway Killers was like a group of like multiple people? Y- yeah, or? so it started with the guy, William Bonin. Um, so what he was doing was he was the mastermind of the whole shit, you know? Yeah. So what he did was grab William, another guy. What was his last name? Bonin. Bonin. Yeah, we don't. Yeah. Check it out. Do some research about With these crazy the, wackos. Man. I did a little bit of research on it. It said that he was the first person in California to be executed with the lethal injection. Yeah, damn, That's crazy. they shot that for up. Yeah, they had. They just. They were like, you know what? For this fucking sicko, we gotta. We gotta throw the fucking the kitchen sink at him. Literally, they actually made a movie about them. But um, talking to the guy James Monroe, he said like not all of it's accurate. Like obviously, like as far as the movies. Yeah. Well, a lot of movies they like to spin a lot of shit up. Yeah, but he was just like, yeah, it's not accurate. I could tell you how it really went down, and I was like, nah, I'm cool. <laughs> That's pretty wild that you got to, um, we're not going to say what you did or whatnot, but you actually got to um, interact with them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, obviously, he was a different guy because of what happened prior. Um, you know, I don't know how he was. So long story short, like I was saying, he got, he's not all there now. Yeah, he's like, know. yeah. Literally, probably like psychotic, just uh, sociopath. But does he have, do you think he has emotion? Oh yeah, for sure. Like yeah. he's he's uh kind of like slow, you know, like slow to start and all that shit. So, um, but just he kind of remembers vividly of what happened, the shit that he did, and what's crazy, like he doesn't know his social awareness, so he'll just say that shit like nonchalant, like it's it's fucking normal. Like yeah, I slice this person up, do him over. Like he was like, you want to know how to get away with murder? I'm like, nah, I'm cool, bro. Like. I'm chill. You're like, obviously not, bro. Like, yeah. Right? But I bet it has to be a lot harder now to get away with murder than it was fucking 1980, 1970s. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, anybody who's committing murder, anybody who's at a sideshow, everything's on tape now. Like, literally, everything that bad bad that can happen has been videotaped, I think. Well, have you guys seen, um, there's a documentary on Netflix. It's a 30-minute, 45-minute documentary where they convict this guy um, in L.A., and he's in jail. He's about to go to prison. They said he's the one that did the murder. Um, turns out, he oh, the was, Dodgers. Yeah, dude. Like, yeah. Uh, the Dodgers. Yeah, they do that. They got cut him in camera, and that was like his evidence of he's not getting there. away. Yeah, yeah, but even like, but prior for that show, they were like, uh, he. They were like, um, well, fuck. What were they gonna say? Prior to the show of uh of the oh. of the Mexican cat. Yeah, who got falsely accused? Yeah, so prior to that show, their evidence of his defense was like he was at the Dodger game. He doesn't have the ticket, but checked his cell phone records, you know? Yeah. And the murder happened, I think, like 10 miles away. So whatever cell phone that was pinging off, it was still like around that uh, radius, you know? Mm-hmm. So they're like, no, you're still there. Like you had enough time to go to the Dodger game, come back <coughs> and uh, kill that person and then go home. Yep, I'm going to interrupt you too. If you've ever been to a Dodger game, I don't know if you guys have been to the stadium. Nah, Giants all the way. Uh, all right. So uh, we're going to talk about the Dodgers here right now, just for a second. Shout out the Dodgers. <laughs> Shout out Giants, you know. <laughs> it's all good. You know what I mean? I love the rivalry. But uh, if you've ever been to the game and the stadiums, you're getting out of the stadium, you don't got time. What, what was the window? Do you know? I don't know the window. I think it was like a 12-minute window, <laughs> 12 or 20-minute window. Um, I don't know. Even if it, if it's 10 miles. Or even over two miles, there's so bu- there's bumper to bumper traffic. 
Uh, you have to walk like down the hill. You're just, it's all bad. Like, unless he was like full on sprinting downhill, because you got to walk uphill to Dodger Stadium, right? So if you're walking out, then you got to walk down. I mean, at some point, you'd probably fall on your face if you're running, right? To try to make that time. So just to get back, that's. Yeah. yeah. But that, that was like their defense. That was like, um, you know, check the South Towers. But now, like you said, uh, you can't really get away with it. You have social media. You have, you know, multiple South Towers so they can actually pinpoint your location, you know. So it's it's pretty hard. Yeah. But like that, things like that from back then is like how many people got framed for something and never did it. And they still didn't have like the technology to be able to back them up. Yeah. You know, it's probably a lot easier to like if you didn't do something. They have that info right there, too. Yeah. And you got to think about it. Like, technology is so fucking crazy because, like, look at the uh, forensics. You know, like, back then, they really didn't know how to um, do DNA, you know? Yeah, I think it was the 80s, right? They didn't know? Uh, it wasn't. Or was it, like, early early 80s they started getting? Yeah. It was, like, around that time. I don't really know the time period. But prior to that, before, like, doing, like, the whole DNA, sw- you know, swabs and all that shit, they were actually looking at, you know, the type of blood you had. So if you got cut at a crime scene and you have type O blood and it came back type O, oh shit, you know, like you're probably guilty, buddy. Yeah. But now it's fingerprints, saliva, DNA and all that shit. And even then, um, no, I guess that kind of, yeah, DNA, saliva, semen, it pretty much comes down either. It's it's like, or I guess from what I see on fucking TV, it's not like I'm a fucking forensic scientist or anything, but, uh, um, where was I going with that? Oh, forensics forensics uh dna dna no, you're, it's exact it's like either exactly you or there's like a couple uh just some things off that's like you within your family or a couple yeah. couple little differences so, but so what it narrows um, it down quite a bit uh, yeah it very narrows it down because i'm pretty sure like if a crime were to happen they're like okay if it's a crime that they've seen that it's recurring and they already have someone in their system they'll go to them first you know and they'll ask them the questions you know, uh, where were you at? When was, you know, they'll ask them. And once they find out, like, if they have a really solid alibi, they'll go to the next person, next person, next person, you know? Yeah. Being grilled by cops is pretty intense. Uh, thankfully, bro, I've never had that. Like, there's been, I have so many multiple times I've been pulled over just for speeding. Uh-huh. And every time, bro, like, <clears throat> I don't know, officers were chill for me, bro. No, for the most part, every time I got pulled over, it was pretty cool. It was yeah. a great experience. I remember just in high school, I, I fucking did some shit and some cop was asking me some questions and I was just like, nah, I, I mean, it's just, you're in a weird position as it is. Cause you're, I mean, I ain't going to dry snitch on myself. So it was what it was. Right. Um, I just wasn't going to tell on myself for doing anything just cause I, I didn't. Yeah. And, but the way they come at you and the way they kind of talk to you is it's, um, try to reel you in yeah it's really weird you know what i mean and I'm, I'm a skeptical person i'm a skeptical person as it is right and i grew up where i grew up i grew up in greenfield california and um i you know you watch movies you see tv you're associated with stuff you don't talk to the cops right so you know what i'm but i like to think of life as good and bad i really do and not be tethered to anything mm-hmm. you know that's uh gonna kind of influence my decisions just to kind of give it the truth that what it is and I try to live my life like that. And even at, in those times when I was battling that emotion of like, I got to do right, you know, by where I'm from, or do I just do right by myself? You know, um, so 
it's a very it's uh those decisions are pretty intense i don't yeah. know where the fuck i was going with that thought uh you were, we were talking about just like interaction with officers <laughs> and pull over. oh yeah yeah, yeah. there so, was one time bro i'm not gonna lie i was scared i was coming after work in the middle of nowhere i ain't gonna lie the speed limit was uh 55 i was going like 80 and i was just flying and then officers going the opposite way seeing that i was flying flashed his lights i already pulled over immediately i was like there's no other cars you know yeah you so knew it i knew it but just being a minority in the middle of nowhere you know just you really don't know what the interactions you're going to get luckily like it was an older lady mm. looking i'm pretty sure she was retired by now you know she was like you know gave me the whole rundown hey you're going damn near 80 i'm gonna drop it down to 72 so you know that your insurance won't get too high i won't hit you for reckless driving and you're on your way pay your fines go to you know traffic school and i was like okay but the whole time bro like i was nervous yeah yeah the uh interactions with highway patrol and like local pd have been way way different i've felt like i've been like you're more of a target in town and then on the on the highway like it's been nothing but cool people giving me tickets i had this one officer give me a great opportunity to get out of a ticket uh a fat ass ticket my car being impounded like i had i had everything lined up for me that day yeah. and so but it's it's really weird how that how that is how in one aspect of the town in the town you know you have the cops and you're you're almost a target that's how i felt yeah you know we're always kind of moving at oh there was hella cops out you hear that all the time oh be careful there's hella cops out okay i'm not drinking and driving <laughs> you know <laughs> what i mean but still you hear that and you're like oh shit and you have a certain mindset already like built it's really weird and anyway, just us discussing cops and james and monroe uh it's just the uh, the system that it that that it is in itself too. We we're talking about the system, yeah, and how um, it's it's a cycle that I don't know if you can break. You know, it's deeper than just the person going to jail. Yeah, I think we were discussing it earlier. It was yeah. like you you could try to do good. You could try to you know when you're inside the institution, you could you know get a job in there. You could go to college in there. You know, get your classes, but. You're trying to do that, one, to better yourself, two, to make it look good for the board and your uh, counselor, to let them know, like, hey, I am trying to do good. I am trying to, you know, be a member of society. But it's also hard because you got to look at your environment, you know? Like, that's one thing we were talking about earlier was, like, your environment. You could do go be doing good, but one motherfucker is right next to you having a bad day. He might just pop off on you, you know? Or, you know, you might be asked, Affect you know, your reality. Oh, person. yeah. Yeah. And then literally it's, it's in the span of like 10 seconds, you know, having a good day. And then all of a sudden, 10 seconds later, you're like, you're either in the hole or you're in some deep shit. Yeah. And for everybody listening, they're like, damn, didn't did Alex do time? Oh, was nah. he down? <laughs> literally. No, no, no. He got to, he was uh, able to, what would you say, observe? Uh, yeah, I'll say observe. Yeah, yeah he got Very to, closely. Yeah. And, you know, some of the stuff you tell me, man, it's very... It's eye-opening. It's it's mind-blowing, but at the same time, I hear it, and I've heard it from my you know certain family members who, who who aren't cops, but they work in the in the prison systems as well. They're also observers. Yeah, they're also observers. You know what I mean? And it's like, uh, it's just, it's almost desensitizing. Like I don't, if I were to see it, I'd probably shit my pants. I'd probably, I don't know, I'd lose my breath. I wouldn't know how to act if I saw certain things that they would tell me about. Yeah. And for you to be there in those positions, it's just very, uh, can't wrap my head around it. I was almost going to be a CEO. 
Like straight up, I was gonna be fucking working as a CEO. I, I was, I was with you. I was in the process all the way. I was literally at the last mark, and then, you know, shit didn't work out. And I was like, okay, cool. If it didn't work out, you know, a lot of people I know, they're like, you could try it again. You know, wait a year. And I'm like, if it wasn't right the first time, you know, and I made it all the way, and at the last, you know, thing, it didn't go through. Then I'm not gonna go through with it. I like that mindset that you have. You said it earlier about listening to the albums. If I'm not going to listen to it, the, you li- he listens to it. I'm going to let him explain it. But the first time you listen through it, you give it the whole chance. Yeah. If it's not banging, he's not going to listen to it again. It sounds yeah. like that's a pattern. Yeah. So, you know? like, uh, when I listen to albums, I'll try to give any album a listen. Right. If I don't fuck with the album or a couple tracks in the first time, I'm not in. I'm not going to try it again. But if I do listen to it and I do like it the first time, I'll listen to it to a second time to dissect the lyrics, to di- uh, to listen to see if you use any lines that was, you know, you're paying homage to any of artists like in the 80s, the 90s. Then I'll listen to the instrumentals to see what did you sample? What instruments that I could hear? And then the third time is basically just to take it all in as well. Like Again, the person, after like, the dissect. Yeah. Okay. To it, see if there's like a storyline to it, you know. So. Dude, it's crazy. Like albums, people get really creative with them. With skits, with like, just even like in each bar, that like, that's why I like a lot of like the storytelling type of type of music, cause yeah. it's like, it's really like you're listening to it and they're painting a picture with words. I think like, I could listen to any type of like as far as like hip hop albums, I could listen to any type. You know, your Bay Area, you know, your Dirty South, that's what's out on the radio. You, your storytelling, your '90s, all that, right? Uh, I think the only thing that with for me is like what sticks out and what's in it for me. Like right now, my favorite artist that I listen to is Isaiah Rashad because if you listen to his shit, you can literally smoke out to his shit. Me, I'm not really that much of a smoker, you know, but you can literally put it on and it's just vibes, you know. Um, he knows that. His fans knows that. Um, but as far as like bar for bar, obviously, you know, you got your three goats, which is your Kendrick, Drake, J. Cole. Um so I listen to like Joey Badass, you know, his last uh, album, All American Badass. He very talks about politics, you know, especially with Donald Trump, you know, as president, how, what he thinks. This is prior. This is like when the election was popping off. Like 2016. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, the, like not to take it away from you, but the foundation of rap was mostly like built off politics. If you think about like the way Ice Cube and all. All of them started yeah. like that was straight political shit. Well, if you get back to the East Coast, a lot of that shit was fighting oppression as well. It was trying to find a spot to have just to, to piggyback on that idea. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, like the East Coast as well. Like they uh, had like the Tribe Called Quest. You know, they were talking that shit with low end theory. They were uh, who else, bro, uh, that was out there. There's like another group, you know, but with hip hop, it actually uh, if you listen to Drink Champs, one of the guests on there, they uh actually explained the original the origin of hip-hop with you know your grandmaster flash yeah that's what i was getting back to like east coast east coast like original hip-hop like like not like hip-hop was motherfuckers spinning tape people dancing to it and then somebody just picked up the mic you know what i mean it was like an evolution um i really love the aspect about it it was legit having fun you know what i mean and you know don't get me wrong there was a whole bunch of underlying things at play as well but the music was just like it was popping. If you listen to the shit, the fucking 
I can't even. You know what I mean? It's, I don't even know it's right like, now. I'm, I'm fucking vibing in my head, but I can't find the beat in my to speak or to hum to you guys. I, I mean, the Grandmaster Flash song is like the hip hop to the hip to the hip. There you go. Hip-hop, it don't stop. Like, and if you look, listen to the episode off of Drink Champs, off of Drink Champs, um, one of the members that was with Grandmaster Flash said he bit that off of somebody else, and then it I'm just sure started, it started I'm sure. rolling. Yeah, you know. So it's like a underground thing, you know. That's how it all started. And that's. You know that's that's where people are. You know that underground that that new that new wave, like new wave music is literally like I feel like that that term is like original shit. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? That's that. That, you can't recreate that person. Yeah. People bite that shit. If they you bite your style. If you think about like the older people back then, they're like, "What is this shit? This is not music. This ain't country. This ain't rock." You know, it doesn't make sense. And then if you fast forward to now, if you try playing something, you know, that's today. The older people be the same shit like this ain't rap you know this yeah ain't. yeah so it's, it's a cycle and i'm pretty sure we will do the same thing when we get older we hear what's popping when our kids shit i'm fucking 28 i'm hearing stuff that's coming out now and i'm like what the fuck <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> yeah i have those i have those feelings about i have those feelings about all music though if it if it's i guess my views sub- everybody's view subjective i'm not gonna shit on music right now <laughs> yeah i mean that's what music though you know it's it's your own take your own opinion you find an artist that you like that you feel like you believe in or like that resonates with you and the shit that they're saying, whether it's not, you know, um, really discussional, you know, whether it's not bar for bar or actual topics and you just listen to it just to vibe out, you know, you listen to atmosphere. No, check them out. They're one of a, they're a group, uh, a lot of rap, just rappers. They, they just uh, tell you a story. Mm. They put on good mellow chill vibe beats. It's, um, I, he was probably like around, I don't know how old they'd be right now. Um, just good shit. Check it out. Atmosphere. All right, I'll give it a listen. Yeah. yeah, it's good stuff. The uh, you know, the music game is the way you uh, not the music game. I was thinking about instruments. The, you said on the second time you listen to the album, you listen to the instruments and what they're using and what they're playing, or if there is live music, or what are you dissecting in that? So like the second time is you know the verses, the lines, and the instruments. You know what what I could hear like as I don't, I'm not a musician. I don't play instruments. You know, I used to fuck around with GarageBand and FL Studios and make my own beats. But now it's like, all right, I hear a harp in the background. I hear a synth. I hear a fucking uh, a saxophone, which I think is like fucking the beautifulest instrument there is. I used to play the sax. Really? Yeah, I was like in fourth, no, third through fifth grade. You know how to play it now? Nah, you got you got one in the in the closet right there. Nah, I wish I did, bro. And now when I hear music that has a saxophone in it, that shit just stands out. It's oh, really wild. Let me put you on. It's a uh, R and B song by Ari Lennox. Um, it's called Chicago Baby or some shit like that. The fucking beautifulest intro I've ever heard because it's nothing but a harp and a saxophone just you know just going back and forth. Mm-hmm. And then harp it, and a saxophone. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you have to send it to me. I have to check it out. Yeah, man. It's just fucking beautiful. But, uh, man, the whole, not the whole reason, but uh, one big reason that, or like one hidden talent that I had no clue you had even started, um, you know, during our uh, encounter, I guess you would <laughs> you would say, um, you, st- you actually were showing me some artwork that you were doing. Yeah. And, you know, what brought you to even start that? Oh, damn, that's a good question. Uh, what started w- with me was in 2015, 2016, I was going through um, depression, you know, 
very badly and i didn't know how to shit um but what got me into art was or you know drawing was uh 2016 i had uh severe depression you know um i I really didn't know how to cope with it you know i went into my notes i tried writing my feelings and nothing you know uh was listening to music and you know nothing and so i tried doing my own shit with music and it started to become something you know then after a while i got creators block and i see my sister painting one day and i was like hey can i paint with you and she was like yeah and so we started painting together you know then after a while i started like loving it to the point where i went to hobby lobby and just started buying canvases and all that other shit you know Mm -hmm. and one day i was really depressed in 2018 or you know 20 last year i think um i had a shitty ipad and I didn't have no paint canvases and I was in a hotel in Salinas and I was really, really just going through depression and I had no outlet, you know? So, um, opened up my shitty iPad and I just started drawing, you know, downloaded some drawing apps. And after that, you know, it became a constant thing. Damn. Out of all places, Salinas, California. Yeah. What hotel did you stay at? It was honestly like, I think the best Western, like right there off of fucking, um, like right by fucking in and out oh okay yeah you yeah. know you know yeah i know exactly the one right there by the about. by the hookers yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know. literally bro that's what that's where it's all uh, it's all it's around there's just the nightlife yeah I, when nighttime came bro i just went down the street to in and out grabbed my food went back to the hotel uh, yeah, the, yeah. well you can even probably you probably even watch stuff going on like within vision Shit, within, probably like, i wasn't trying to pay attention to nothing yeah you know? no good job man. Good spot. but uh um Damn. I don't even know where to dive into that that whole aspect of it all. Because um, the same thing happens, you know, just to, to relate to what you're talking about. Um, it's, you know, a lot of what what started this as well is what kind of brought this to be. It's like you don't have an expression. You don't feel like you're heard. You don't yeah. know how to let it out, you know, and... If I'm feeling that way, others feel that way anyway. But so this is where that came from depression. And it's something that I still struggle with that people don't talk about enough. We talked about it last week on the episode about uh, especially males not having an outlet for expression and not being taught how to deal with, uh, you know, their internal battle, you know, the struggle of good and evil. And that's um, for you to, you know, find something to really to really to find something and then to lose it but know that that's your thing and to find it again like you found like that's my shit like that you know what i mean that was like your drug of choice at the time yeah you know what i mean and i think it's a great way whether it's i think art is a really good way to handle whether you're dealing with stress anxiety or depression because you could escape your reality you know even if you want to read a book that's a form of art you know writing a book reading a book you know because you're escaping your reality you're trying to get away of all the shit that is going on within your psyche you know or with your, you know, if you had a bad day. And if you really, we, we work with kids, you know. You yeah. see all the shit that they play. You know, the floor is lava. They actually envision, like, the fucking floor is lava, you know. Yeah, and you're like, get out the fucking wood chips, my guy. Like, <laughs> 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 fucking shit's all dirty. <laughs> fucking wood chips in his arm. And, yeah, it's, it's um it's you know, you lose that that, uh, that as, imagination as you get older. Oh, I think. yeah. yeah you you know? lose it. And, you know, when you have these... Uh, radical feelings these emotions of up and down living life on highs and lows and that's how i live my life like not you know i have it more under control now but 
that's what it was. It was real high highs and real low lows. Oh yeah. And it's, I don't know if it's like tapping back into the, like that. I, I don't know if it's a frequency we need to tap back into or what we lose along the way. But I definitely think that through time, a lot of adult, a lot of young, like younger people, like who are like, let's say 11, mm-hmm. you know, to 21, they lose something from 21 to 31, you lose something. And I go back to that age, like 12 or 13 or 11 is because fuck, we were just there. Like I was, you know what I mean? I, yeah. ca- I have fucking g- memories. Don't you, you feel like you can put yourself back exactly where you were at. Time fucking flies, man. Yeah. Time flies. Like, I remember I was hanging out with a friend, like, a couple years back, and we were just chilling. We grabbed uh, Dutch Bros, and then we were just at a park, just talking, you know, just venting, really. And then the sprinklers came on, and then they were like, you want to run through the sprinklers? And then, like, I don't know, like, that was like, the fuck? Like, I don't know if I want to do that shit. <laughs> and then they just got out the car, and they just started running, and I was like, fuck it, I'm going to do it, too. And it was like, one of those things, like, you, like... I don't know. Like, it was like weird. Like it was a, it was like good type of weird. You feel me? Like it was like some shit like a kid would do. And I think we all lose that because like, as you get older, shit start hitting the fan. You start growing up, you start seeing your environment. You start watching all the shit that's going on the news and with the news. It's like, you know, what draws its attention and it's fear. What do you see on the news? It's murder happened, robbery happened. It's that's what drags you in. They try to control your emotions by showing you that. Yeah, and so like, you really just like, man, like I can't really explain it, but like that's the shit. Then when you get older, you start realizing, oh shit, I need to go to college or I get gotta get a get the a job. The pressures, the pressure, the pressure of uh, of of having to satisfy. You know what I mean? Yeah. The society, the society, and the. Uh, the fear that you're living in. So it's like fear and anxiety that you start probably like at 13. Yeah. 14. Oh fuck. You're going to be 18 years old. You're going to be 17 years old. You're going to graduate high school. You're supposed to have a career and a job and figure out what you want to do. And I'm pretty sure it's even, it's harder too, because like you're going against yourself, but also you start seeing other people around you. They start doing good, you know, like you're left behind, man. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, especially with social media, with TikTok, Instagram, I'm pretty sure they're like, oh, my God, they got so many followers. Oh, my God, they got this. They got that. You know, it's a constant pressure, you know. But at the end of the day, when it's, like, social media or the fear that they put on news, it really doesn't matter, you know. like Things are happening without our control. Yeah. Things can happen to us right now that are out of our control. A meteor can hit us. We all can fucking die. Literally, somebody can run up in this crib and just, boom, take all of our shit. Yeah. You could have Oh, it. shit. That was a weird-ass noise. That was my throat, people. My throat was talking. Um, But life is life is fragile, and you're living, like, a, with one foot in and one foot out, I think, the whole the whole time. And the reason I say that is because, that, because at any point, something can happen. And people say, you know, life is long, or some people say life is short, but we really just don't know. Yeah. We really don't know. Like, we... We don't know if our foot's on the banana. We, on on to that topic, bro, like, that one thing that, that's really been pondering my mind, like, when I was going through depression, it wasn't, like, suicidal thoughts that were happening. It was, like, if I die today, I'm okay with it. It was just like that. If I die in a car crash today, I'm okay with it. It was just, like, those constant things that were just running through my mind. And then last year when I got sick off of COVID, um, I had one night with COVID where that shit was just, I ain't gonna lie. Like, I text my sis, like, my siblings, and... I was like, if I die, like, you are the beneficiaries 
of everything. Like I have my my fucking stocks, my crypto, like you are like my 401k, whatever's in there, like that's going to you guys. You guys split it. Um, and then they were just trying to like, like, tell me like it's okay, like reassure you. Yeah, you know, same with my boys. You know, my boys did the same thing. They're like, you good? You gonna, you know, you gonna pass that shit? You know? Did you get it like super early or like later in the? Um, I I got it in the middle. I got it in September, end of September to October. You know, um, and during that time, like a lot of news media, like they didn't know what was going on. You know, um politician didn't know like i was starting seeing like statistics people 20 years old some of them are dying you know uh, a lot of older people are dying and so that starts fucking with your psyche when you're quarantining you know and i started looking up like how can i be one of the persons that are uh be one of the people that are in the trials for the vaccine you know i was starting to look up that shit but one night bro like it was it was bad like i couldn't move Felt sorry, pains in my sides, barely breathed, couldn't fucking eat nothing because my taste buds were out. And I'm a foodie, you know, like that shit was so depressing. Damn, yeah. you you would like, you had all the symptoms. Yeah, bad. It was the crazy thing. It hit worse at 3 a.m. and I was with my aunt, my uncle, and I didn't. As much as I wanted to call like the emergency and the ambulance, I didn't want them to like wake up three o'clock in the morning. Why is there like a paramedic knocking on the door you know like what's going on them worried them stressed so i kind of like you know i don't want to say like say a goodbye text but you know just let my family like my siblings know like yo i'm not feeling good but um i kind of like just kind of prayed bro like i just was like you know i prayed for others to be honest with you like i didn't really pray for myself like i hope i get better nah it was like i hope they know like let them know like i still love them and if I close my eyes and I'm sleepy, I'm tired, and if I don't wake up, it's cool, you know? But after that happened, like, I started loving life more. I moved back to SAC just so I could spend time with my family um, and be, like, with them almost every day, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing that really, like, got mm-hmm. to me was I don't sell life insurance. I'm not certificate to sell. But that's one thing, like, I've been thinking about because if that were to happen, I didn't want to my family to struggle, you know, having to pay for things. Yeah. Yeah. Get a GoFundMe and all that shit. And that's what, that's, um, I was thinking about that the other day too. I have a couple, couple people that I know. One was, uh, you know, just people that I went to school or a couple people I know. And, you know, at first when I, when they first pitched me the idea of life insurance, when somebody pitches you that life insurance idea, I think it's a scam. Oh yeah. It's like an it's MLM. Like, <laughs> it's like, get the fuck, get, get away from me, bro. Like, you know what I mean? And honestly, looking back on it now, I didn't say it that to their face, but yeah, that's a disrespect. That was a, that was a real job. And they're just trying to be like, yeah, of course they're trying to make money. Everybody's trying to make money. Yeah. But with life insurance, I, my, my family wouldn't have to worry about how they're going to get a coffin, how they're going to pay my debts. How they're going to do this and the other, it'll all be taken care of. And it's a very important thing that we all look past. Again, we think we're here a long time. I think that life's slippery. Yeah, it can when, get away from you real quick. This is all nice. This is a nice spot. This yeah. is comfortable. We're all good. But just like that, things change. And you learn that through life. I learned that we learned that at young ages when people aren't there no more. Yeah. You know, you know and like this year, I, I recently lost a childhood friend. And like, and the shitty thing is, it's like we we kind of think we keep up with each other with social media. Like, you know, I see his post and I like never reached out and told him like, 
I appreciate you, you know, like, yeah. or like, yo, let's link up, let's do something. And it kind of goes by fast, like too fast, really fast. And it's just like when that, when I got the news, all of a sudden, like it was like a replay button. Like the first day I met him, the second time we hung out, it just like, just started going like in repeat. Then it's like, I'm getting text messages. Hey, have you heard this? Have you heard that? And it's like, yeah. And then it's, it was like, cause we were, we we're on a football team. You know, so I reached out to, you know, his siblings and then I reached out to like the old teammates that I never even talked to in a long time, you know, and we all was like, you good. You know, we try to just reassure ourselves, you know, be there for each other. But just like that incident, it was like, you really don't know, you know, this kid was only like 21. So like he had a whole life ahead of him. No, I'm rest in peace to your friend, man. I my condolences. Appreciate it. You know, the unfortunate factor of it all is, uh, like, all three of us can relate to that same sentiment in another aspect. We lost a couple friends. We've lost, you know, um, that were not just friends, family, uh, to accidents, you know, late-night accidents. And, yeah, we played football together, and we, you know, grew up together. And, you know, you wish you had that last combo. You wish, I wish, bro, I wish, you know, you have that. Hey, bro, I hope you're doing well. Love you. Boom. I say it all the time on the podcast, man, when I talk about him. You know, I would have loved the reciprocation. I would have just loved to hear it, to know that that's where it, yeah. that's where it ended. And that's selfish, of yeah. course. Of course, that's fucking selfish, and that's not how life works. But I think that's what we're t- getting at, is that you move back over here to spend time with your family. Not a lot of people put their money where their mouth is. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you were like, nah, I got to change it. I got to be around my family. And you made the, I don't know how how it may have affected you in your life in your in your life over here but you did it because you know you understood that you over here wasn't as great you know oh yeah as like, you over here like, I, that, it no, sounds funny you over here no, you over here and i can explain it like you know when i moved out of sac i moved to um san luis obispo area really santa barbara county a little small town called santa maria it's literally 30 minutes away from pismo beach avila beach moro bay a lot of just retirement people you know the vibe is different small town you know uh and i loved every second of it like if i'm going to settle down that's a place because everyone's nice there uh you know like you walk downtown and you got people like hey what's going on man how's your day going like trying to conversate with you out here it's not like that you know random people doing that if they do it's like what you trying to sell me it's like a whole different like environment for real right here is like trying to just go do your thing probably not talk to much people or some people might be like just they just give you that look where it's like okay you know you're not gonna approach him to talk leave to me him. the fuck alone look. yeah yeah like dude like out there i seen a guy he was in his fucking prius his, all his shit was in his prius you you might think he was having a bad day with his all that shit right this motherfucker had a goat tied to it and he was just chilling in the, <laughs> yeah in the parking lot that's hella funny that is some Santa Maria shit. We uh we grew up in Greenfield, dude. It's a little farm town too. So I passed there when I was working in Salinas. Yeah, you yeah. literally passed where we live. We had a well. There's a lot more now, but um, you anytime you go back, I don't know why you go back at all. I don't think you'd have to, <laughs> but if you do, bro, California gourmet pizza. They used to be called Cheesers. Changed their name. The best pizza, bro. The most consistent, large fucking cheese pepperoni pizza you will get anywhere no I, am i lying not lying nah <laughs> oh shit all right 
I'll, I'll go try it when I'm down there or stop by the way. Just because you're, you're a foodie. Oh, yeah. I know that you would really enjoy it. Uh, I love food, you know. It's all I do. It's really? all my money goes to. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Food, stocks, and that's it. Nice. Yeah. That's all you need to survive. <laughs> food and stocks. Bro, like, that's the last episode, right? Uh, last episode you guys talked about, you you mentioned it, you know? All you need is just food and uh, water. water. And air. Yeah, that's all you need. Um, so I kind of agree with you, but going back to what Julio was saying, like, we need more, you know, like, I don't know, like, have you ever went like full on camping, like in a tent and all you had was like the food you brought, you know, and you just like leave your phones in the car, mm. you know, like, I've done, I've done camping like that before when I was younger. Yeah. yeah when I was young. It was, was really young. refreshing, but imagine doing that, like, you know, 365 days of the year. Gosh darn it! What would you do? You'd create a fucking. You'd learn how to. You'd create a whole bunch of shit. You'd create roads. You <laughs> create cars. I think I'll have a fucking meltdown like that movie with the, uh, where he had like the fucking volleyball like Wilson and he's just talking oh, to him. A castaway. Yeah, castaway. Yeah, yeah. With Tom Hanks. I think that'll be me. You know, just talking to Wilson all day. The uh, actually speaking of Wilson, speaking of Tom Hanks, there's a movie called The Terminal. Mm. Have you ever seen it? Anybody? No. You ever seen it? No terminal? Not over there in the corner? Nope. Big nose. Big nose from the listeners. Um, well, it's on YouTube and it's a free movie. It's one of Tom Hanks's best fucking acting. He does an accent, like a Czechoslovakian accent or something like that from that uh, region. Sorry if I butchered that name. I'm not very I'm not, you know, sorry, I'm not well versed in that. Can uh, you spell it? Language. Czechoslovakia, like C <laughs> Z E. CH, I think it's what I remember from just seeing it Googled once or twice. But uh, yeah, it's a great movie. Check it out. Terminal. Yeah. Can uh, you spell uh, Versace though? Versace? V E R S C A E? No. How do you spell it? Fosachi. Fosachi. <laughs> That's funny. No, a good did thing. I spell it right though? Yeah, you did. Yeah. Did I really? Hell yeah. Okay, shout out Versace. A good Sponsors. thing to watch on Netflix, I mean, not on Netflix, is on YouTube. It's. uh. A documentary about the 2008 uh, financial crisis and how oh, big shit. banks um, fucked up the economy and how the taxpayers paid the, you know, the fucking uh, to get them back on track. And that goes along with another movie. If you watch that first and the then you watch short? the big short. Yeah, that's what I learned about it. And so I had after watching that, I had to ask my parents, how did the 2008, you know, uh, housing market crash affect you? Then I asked my aunt, how did it affect her? And then. You know, just thinking about it, I was like, fuck, in 2008, what was I doing? Oh, shit, I was outside playing. You know, like, yeah. I was outside playing while everyone was losing their 401ks. Everyone was losing their house. Pretty much. And while people were losing their houses, the big banks, they did lose a lot of money, but they got a slap on the wrist. The people that bet against the housing market made a whole fuck ton of money. You know, and it's like, like, in that movie, you you seen the movie, so it's like, they literally go to a fucking house, knock on the door, like, hey, you know, just wanted to know, are you paying your, uh, your, you know, your mortgage? And he was like, yeah, I'm paying rent, you know? And so he was like, oh, okay, you're paying rent. All right, have a good day. So he was paying the landlord. The landlord wasn't paying his mortgage. Fuck, yeah. You know, and sure enough, like, it's a good movie. 10 out of 10, I'll fucking watch it every time because it's like, you start realizing, like, what goes on behind, like, whether it's Wall Street or all this other shit, you know? There's always something that goes on behind closed doors that we're not privy to, and it's it's fucked up, man. It's fucked up, but, you know, that's the whole goal. Financial freedom. Not That's not the whole goal for us. Our goal is financial freedom, to not 
to to beat them at their own game to bypass oh to to pass go collect 200 fuck you that's where i want to be man just have yeah. that fucking joe rogan fuck you money you know yeah he said he got the fuck you money from fear factor so what's up somebody put me on a fucking show <laughs> no nah, i'm just kidding Anybody would you do that would show. you do for uh fear factor would i be on it yeah oh man probably not no fuck that they're like here put your hand inside a full uh, tank full of i hate roaches bro Pete, would you do it uh i would probably He's do so it I, say, I need the money say why not <laughs> it's point. like what's on the table what do you think would you do it you do it i couldn't do it the reason being we got you said no or yes i said i would if there was a good amount of money it, it depends honestly okay if it's okay i'm kind of in the depends too so we got two depends three depends i'll do three it, depends honestly. and a, two yeses and a for sure two depends uh me the reason being is like i can't do insects like roaches fucking disgust me like there was one just i saw one the other day like outside and i had to throw something on it and then step on it i couldn't do direct shoe to cockroach fucking stomp because it was just too nasty bro i couldn't do it i got the chills when i did it i'm a fucking punk bro roaches Damn. who am i they'll, they'll bring out the roach tank and then he'll be like no nah, i'm out now, literally <laughs> you bring out the roach tank and i probably just hyperventilate and pass the fuck out bro i just say get it away from me i wouldn't do it i couldn't i, 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 I couldn't do it i couldn't i think do it. so like if i'm blindfolded yeah i'll put my hand in there oh that's uh, even gonna feel nastier though because uh, you can't see as long no, as what it, no not your hand uh, your whole body oh uh, my whole body you're in the tank you're like in, you're like in a in a you're like in a coffin see-through coffin with brooches ah, fuck. Um, the roaches can, can the, i the can sacramento I, roaches too those motherfuckers are big <laughs> yo they are huge uh, fuck. You know what? No, I won't. I, I'm trying to think about it because I'm like, fuck. What if they go inside my pants and they, what if they go up your way? butt? That's what I'm thinking, dude. Seriously, what if they were to do? You're these? fucked, bro. You like, what would you do? You like, oh, and then you let them underneath the sack, bro. You have to go in with the plug. Smart man. Okay, so you're plugged nah, up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. No, I, I, and then I couldn't do heights, man. I'd die. Oh no, I can't. I do probably heights. wouldn't. I probably wouldn't die if I really, with my life depended on it. I'd probably cross the bridge if I needed to in a movie, you know, in a movie. But you would take that chance. Would that? Would that? Like, if you're like, there was a bridge and it's like all like you know tied onto ropes that look all worn out. You know, you see a couple boards just like about to fall off. Would you do it? Well, what's what what's the consequence if I don't? I mean, you don't. You don't. You know, so like, I don't, I mean, I don't you have gotta, to cross it. You got to go to like a, like your destination. That's okay, so time. that's oh, that's like I have to get there or else we yeah. just got to go back. Yeah, I mean, How far what, along the way are we? Like midway. Because that's what all movies are doing. You know, most movies, if you see, like, they do that shit. It's like How midway. many people are with us? Uh, we'll say... Just us right here? Us four, yeah. Us four? All right. You'd be in the middle. I already know you. Well, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> hey, go in front of me. Hey, go behind me. I, I think I would rather be in the front or in the back, bro. Just in case that shit snaps, I, I, have, a, I have a fucking chance. I'd be gone. I'd just grab onto somebody so I wouldn't die by myself. <laughs> no, I, I, uh, damn. I guess we'd have to. If we were half the way, half the way through, we'd have to do it. Yeah. But I don't know. I think I was like, is it really worth it? Is it really worth this trip? Is it really worth the destination? Nah, I'm cool. I'm out. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. It depends on. I mean, I will, it's always depending, but I don't think it's worth risking my life. It shouldn't be worth risking my life. If it's life or death. Then you have to do it. You have no choice. But what I'll if die. it's just like, what if it's just like, oh, I wanted to see if, if it's if, like, if these fossils were there. Nah, nah. not worth it. Nah. You have no business this being out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
You literally have no business being out there. That's completely true. People, fuck, man. Humans would be doing some crazy shit. We literally infiltrated, like, all the wildlife already. Mm. Like, people go up and do the safaris in Africa, and lions are just walking around. Like, that's is that normal? It's normal now. I don't think it's supposed to be. Yeah, I'm pretty sure those the lions are looking back and like, what the fuck is that? You know, just like... Like the dead lions? Yeah. Oh, the dead lions? Oh, wait, what do you mean? I mean, like... Who's what looking do you mean? I thought you meant like a safari. Like you go to like a safari park and you start just... But wouldn't you, if you were a lion, like just see like free game as a human? Yeah. Honestly, right? We're just they're trained. They're, they're trained since they're young, so it's a little different. It's not just like wildlife. They're just wild ass fucking lions in there. I don't know though. But like, because like if you... You all seen Tiger King, obviously. Like that lion just snapped like within like the... Fucking thirty seconds took her arm off, you know. Like, I, I haven't seen it in a long ass time, honestly. Since it's it came the, out, um, but. it's like the little the dark chick, the little short dark chick who works on it, on the show, and uh-huh. uh, the the tiger just like ends up grabbing her arm, uh, yeah, takes off her arm, bro. Pretty crazy. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> but like, that's I mean, fucking. That's why you don't fuck with nature like that. You gotta let fu- nature be nature. Play like, stupid games, get stupid prizes, dude. Like, yeah. why would you go? I would never have a pet tiger. As much money as I would I, like that we're gonna have, I would never buy a tiger. The fucked up part is like the owner. He was like, I cannot financially recover from this. Like that's the first <laughs> thing he said. Uh, he's like, Oh fuck, I'll never financially recover from this. Fuck. Like, I ain't gonna lie, bro. I didn't know he was running for president, but that shit would have been funnier if he if he got if he would actually won. Oh yeah. my gosh, what the, what Dude, the world? Joe Exotic. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that for in jail? Yeah. yeah. So he would have won in. No, no, no. During that time, he was running. He was running for president. Oh, no, yeah. During the actual filming, like, previous to him actually going to jail, what was up with that pardon? Wasn't he going to get pardoned? He he sent, I don't want to say Donald Trump, ex- like, exactly. exactly, but, like, his camp, like, I think $100,000 hmm. or $500,000 to get a pardon. And just Donald Trump just took the cash and took said, cash. what what money? Yeah, he's like, who's, who's Tiger King? Who's fucking <laughs> Joe Exotic? Is that a rapper? No, well, so he, he, he did he that to a, a couple people, huh? He, he freed Kodak, yeah. And he got uh, ASAP, too, right? Was it ASAP? Yeah, because yeah, he, he was locked back. up in he Switzerland. In Switzerland? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He did, uh, who else was out there? I forget who else. It was like one more person, though. But that's pretty wild, dude. Like, a president's just like, nah, we need them over here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have that much notoriety. Or it's like uh, Khabib in Russia meeting Putin. I don't know who that is, honestly. Yeah. I know no, Khabib, but I don't know who Putin You're talking is. about the boxer, right? Putin? Uh, no, no, Vladimir no. Putin? Who's Khabib? Khabib Nurgur... <laughs> I can't <laughs> even pronounce this fucking name. Khabib, MMA fighter. Uh, Nurgur Mamedov. I can't, I can't, dude. I'm fucking all bad with it. But he's... Uh, he fought uh, Conor McGregor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Um, Vladimir Putin is the leader of Russia. Yeah. Prime yeah. Minister of Russia. So, like, yeah, they were... Shaking hands, they got to meet each other and whatnot. What I'm saying is, like, if you wait, if you have enough notoriety, you know what I mean, you can meet presidents and be cool and have dinner with them and get pardoned. Yeah, that's true. Easy, you know, he went to the. Uh, did he? He did, right? Yeah, he went. I think like during that time, that was all the beef that was happening too with Dr. J and you know. Got invited to the fucking White House. Who did he meet? I don't know who was the president at the time. Well, everyone that wins, like, in sports, they all get a. Ticket to the White House. That's true. Some people don't accept it. Mm-hmm. They prove their points. Yeah. I mean, would you go if you if you won the championship? If yeah. I if they offered me to go to the fucking White House, yes. You wouldn't. You go protest right there, huh? Fuck <laughs> no! I'd go in there and be like, "Damn, this is pretty fucking cool." I'm bro. 
you know, despite how history was made, you know, and all the sh- shit that this uh, United States is founded on, like the dirty deeds, you know, got to get your hands dirty, right? I don't, I have a book here. It's, uh, what is the fuck is the name of this? Is it? Uh, the United the uh, a people's history of the United States by Howard Zinn. That book talks about how real accounts of uh, Columbus coming over here and just chopping people's hands off when they weren't meeting gold quotas and silver quotas. So by no means am I defending like uh, anyone, right? I know that shit's wrong, but I love history. Yeah, I'm a big I love history. I couldn't like quote like this that, and the other, but like, I love history. I just really do. I, it's, I find it interesting. I find creating like what really like makes my mind go is like when like there's secret societies and shit within something and they're working to like, it, are they really, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm a big, I don't know if it's conspiracies, uh, but you know, like the Freemasons, right? Yeah. That's all they say that they founded, you know, they were a lot, a lot of the people, the founding fathers were Freemasons. And I, I know like, um, like, it's, it's a historical thing. I know they made a book about it called The Crucible, but if I think it was in Salem. Yeah. You know, um, if you really even you have the book, The Crucible in the kid movie, Paranorman kind of paranormal. No, Paranorman. Oh, it's a kid movie. OK. Um, and it's all circulates around the same thing. Kind of, you know, they pull it from there is they kill these children because they thought they were witches, right? Mm-hmm. They would, yeah, a bunch of tests to see if they drowned, and if they didn't drown, then they were... They were a witch. But they, if they drowned, they were a human, and they just died. What was was crazy was, like, what happened with the Salem witch trial was, like, there, there were, I think, like, three or a couple girls that were dancing around naked, you know? And a fire, I think, I don't know if it's a fire, but they were just dancing around naked, and they thought they were witches, you know, who danced naked during these times. And so what they did is they just, they, I mean, at the end of the story, they killed him. I don't know the exact shit that happened, but like the exact story, but they just killed him because they thought they were uh, witches because they were just dancing around naked. They were only kids, you know, they were exploring, you know, and then that kid movie, Paranorman, touches on the same thing, but it's a kid movie, so it's not her, you know, dancing around naked. It's more of like she was playing with fire. And so they killed her. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. I I'll give it a watch. Paranorman, man. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty good. Pretty good. It's a kind of nice intro to spooky season. Spooky, yeah. spooky, uh, spooky month. October. Shit. We I talked about uh, Mr. Monroe. Yeah. And we talked about crazy witches. Crazy witches. No, I'm just kidding. They're not crazy witches. They were kids. They were kids <laughs> who got uh, unjustfully punished, and it happened to a lot of people in Salem. There were the Salem witch trials that happened, and you know there was a there was a a show on Netflix about it as well, I believe, and it kind of gave a brief happening of what was going on, and it was like a different story, not like verbatim of what happened, but it was just giving you a, like the story, but kind of different, obviously. Yeah. But it's it's pretty wild just to think that that's how you were punished by people, and then the church came into factor, and you know they used to fucking they when you like did bad shit, bro. They put you like on a hot iron bed and fucking barbecue your ass. They uh they tie your wrists, your ankles, your head, and they fucking tie your feet and your limbs 
to the back end of a horse and they just run, dude. That would be your fucking punishment. And they have the whole town just watching you. That's what? just and they, and then everybody there like get <laughs> down with the fucking unjust. You it's know like, what I mean? It's like the Super Bowl, <laughs> literally, and it's 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 it still happens today. Well, uh, even like recent, not recently, but didn't they used to like assassinate people on public television, like what do you on mean? the news? Didn't they do that? Or some they found this terrorist, right? Yeah, they they killed them live, like in the news, right? They hung them. Saddam Hussein? Did they really? Yeah, that that. Right. It was what year was it? Like two thousand and thirteen or twelve? 87? 07? I think we were... Because uh, wasn't he still alive when we were at Hartnell? I don't... I'm not sure. But okay, yeah, he was I? hung live. Like Damn, they did a... a what's his name? Saddam Hussein? Yeah. They hung him live. Well, yeah, they, like they, they recorded all that. Oh, like, they televised... Uh, yeah, it was televised. Gaddafi. The Gaddafi was another one. That's when we were in... I was at Hartnell. And yeah, they like the town people caught that motherfucker. He was a dictator, right? I think he was a dictator. The people caught him, bro. Shit. Bro, they were shoving knives up his ass. Oh, and he was still alive. Just like, and you saw him like, <gasps> and he was just like, <gasps> like fucking screaming, bro. Like, oh my God, the fear that man had. Like, I'm sure, he, I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure he deserved it. Right. Yeah, I think like at that moment he probably had like a realization like I fucked up like <laughs> <laughs> when the blade just hit his cheeks like <gasps> fuck dude oh my gosh you but to have the people get a hold of you that you oppressed that's like Richard Ramirez I mean not I mean he didn't oppress him but like he, he was kind of fucked public. him up yeah. yeah they fucked him up and they fucking let him have it good or rightfully so yeah another serial killer Happy Halloween you know. Shots fired. Dude, I, I like those like serial killer things. No, I don't like that shit. Obviously, <laughs> that's just like hella interesting because this shit's real. It's not like no fake shit. Like no, it's, it's Freddy Krueger. Like this shit like actually goes down. I'm sure there's 80 percent of people. Maybe not. I'm not sure about the facts and statistics, but that find this stuff interesting. That there's a reason. I bro, all the podcasts I listen to, crime podcasts. Yeah. Murder mystery. I listen to a podcast called Lore. Uh, with what the fuck is his name? Aaron Mankey. He's mm. a really good uh, storyteller. He talks L- about uh, listen to small town crime, bro. Small town crime. I yeah. think I've heard an episode. I yeah. heard about it. I seen some people at my job wearing a shirt, and it said like small town crime or something like that. It was it's funny because like you have two comedians. You feel me? And like they don't talk like they don't make fun of like the the actual like victim. They make fun of the like the thought process of the fucking guy who committed the murder. Like, they're like, why would you think this is cool? And then these are like, started thinking of scenarios. It's like really different take. They even explain, like, they don't make fun of, like, the person that dies. They just, they just go in like, on the other dark, four. Yeah. But it's dark, but it's like dark humor. Oh, dude, I, I ain't gonna lie. I like dark humor, you know? We'll take it there right now. No, I. <laughs> Turn off the lights. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, uh, the darker the comedy can get by, by pushing that border. Like that little line that yeah. it has from being like not funny to like completely fucking hysterical. Yeah. That's the best comedy because that takes stuff that's real. That takes stuff that because people think that like we talk about it or they joke about it, that it, it's making fun of it. It's like, no, like nobody's even talking about it. We just bl- bat it. Like they oh don't even God. look at it. They turn away from it. It's on. I think it's on Netflix. If you it's kind of fucked up. If you look, uh, watch the old Kings of Comedy where it's Bernie Mac. 
um dl hughley yeah steve uh, harvey what's the other cat's name the the bigger one cedric entertainer yeah if you watch all of them like the shit that they talk about they talk about what's happening now i mean back then um like for instance i guess there was a big ass case involved with a fucking guy that kidnapped his daughter killed his daughter put her in the trunk left the car went back to the car and got arrested because he was going back and they were just making fun of him and i'm like holy shit if they talk about that shit today they get canceled so fast yeah but it's like but there are there are comedians who are talking about that today yeah you know what i mean you just got to find them but they're just under wraps because not a lot of uh media platforms will let them you know do their thing like comedy central you know you're you're censored for the most part so i think that to find real comedians you have to do a little bit of a search you are ever interested i got a whole fucking gang of comedians that i fucking watch but um you find them through the underground you find them on podcasts uh a lot of them do it on podcasts youtube getting big off youtube shane gillis is a a, he does skits out of like new york um it's like called uh fuck shane and keeves or Mm. something like that they do these fucking ridiculous skits where they just push boundaries there's one where the dad shane he's playing the dad and he's uh everybody walks in on him the family walks in on him and he's on like the, he's straddling this fucking thing and he's like kind of naked and there's like a dildo and stuff <laughs> and he's like oh 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 the kids walk in on him he's like this white guy and he's like oh fuck is, oh like just fucking hella shocked and they're like what the fuck are you doing dad and he's like oh oh fuck it i fucking have an only fans paying this paying for your fucking car for your phone <laughs> for your fucking college it's just the way he did it it was fucking hilarious i'm fucking butchering it but check it out I'll, I'll check it out but i think like comedy like like you said like you got to find the uh the comics that are just pushing the boundaries yeah and i think like a lot of people like you know they look for things to cancel they look for things that offend them if you just don't look for it you know you, you probably won't be offended yeah like andrew schultz i listened to one of his podcasts the flagrant two podcast and he um on patreon he literally said something about you know hispanics and I was dying laughing. Like, you know, I'm he pushes boundaries, bro. Yeah. He's fucking hilarious. He'll go after anybody. Asians, Mexicans, fucking yeah. Puerto Ricans. He don't give a fuck. He was like, he said something along the lines, like, are Cubans the same thing as Mexicans? Like, what's the difference? You know, like he was just like going like saying shit about Mexicans. And like as a Mexican, I wasn't even offended. I was like, It's funny because yeah. it happens the things, the stereotypes he's saying, they're they're true. Yeah, you know? they're either true or it's like Fuck it. I probably would have said that too, fucking around. You yeah. Know? But I think, like, that's the thing. Like, uh, everyone's con, like, what's kind of ironic is, like, people want to be free. Like, the freedom of choice, the freedom, you know, freedom to speak and all that. But when it comes down to people doing that, like, they just. They don't care. Yeah. So, it's, we have to, we have to be able to say whatever we want to say. Yeah. You know, we can say whatever we want to say. You know, it's a freedom of speech, First Amendment. Ba 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 bing bada boom. Yeah. But when I don't like what you're when I, when that person doesn't like what you're saying and what yeah. you're spitting, they're really easy to say bad shit, almost things that aren't true. Yeah. Because they don't like the way you view things, the way you talk, the way you carry yourself. Yeah. But I get that there is consequences about the shit you say. Like if you say racist shit and you get your ass knocked out, that's a consequence. You know, like Yeah. Um but like going back to what you were saying, like me and my old co-worker you know we had two different very different political views you know he was more red you know and i was more blue um so like democrat and republican you know so um, he was a uh, blood and you were a crip yeah you know we're bloodkins and <laughs> what, what did kendrick say Republican and democrat some shit like that <laughs> democrat that's funny um 
you know, and it was never a heated discussion when we talk politics. It was like how we're talking now, just very casual. Like, what do you think about this going on? You know, like, and it was never like, I've never took offense to any of the shit he said. And he didn't either, you know, and we'll literally talk about it as if we we're talking about sports. But if you talk about it, politics to anyone now, it's everyone's out their fucking throat, you know? And I feel like you gotta, you gotta like, if you pay it too much attention and it bothers you so much, it's going to fuck up your day. Like, that's the way I think about it. You know? Yeah, you're completely right. I think that the majority, well, the majority of people want to talk about it when it's com- not convenient, but whenever it's on their mind. But they're not really living it. Yeah. You know, they're about saving the turtles, but they're using plastic from Starbucks, the, st- the fucking straws. They're using everything. It's everything. Like, oh, you fucking canceled straws. <sighs> no fucking ab- straws. But hey, what about the whole fucking plastic that's all in the ocean? That, what about all the other shit? That's what I was saying. Like, if you're going to cancel the straws, what about the cups? Yeah, the right. Like, cups are plastic. Like, come on. Bring now. your own Bring your own fucking mug. How about that? Yeah. Bring your own mug. Oh, we can't because, you know, COVID. But, hey, that's actually smart. That's kind of dirty idea. You have to have a sanitized cup. All right? God damn it. How do we figure out how to sanitize cups? Maybe we, like, put them in a little machine where they get steamed off. Yeah, you could do that. And then, boom, here's my cup. Give me a caramel frappuccino, asshole. Hurry up. Yeah. Extra, whip. <laughs> extra whip, extra caramel. Almond milk. Add some motherfucking Java chip in that bitch. I don't understand like how people could just do that, though. Like, I used to do that all the time. For real? It used yeah. to be like hella like... I, would, I don't want to say fat, extra, but like, I, was, I gained weight. I was huge. That's what happened. Like I had, complicated orders. My thighs got bigger. They started rubbing. I started chafing all the time. I feel like if I got to add like five different elements to get that drink to taste really good, that's doing too much. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> There's a right out of high school. Um, I, um, it was ex girlfriend, right? And we'd uh, get fucking frappuccinos, bro. It was like a fucking thing, like fucking for caramel fraps. Uh, fucking what is the other one? The the matcha, the green thing, the matcha frappuccinos. Yeah. I w- and then like for a while, like you know, long like we we're done, and like I would just still go and get these frappuccinos, and I'd be like. <laughs> And then I was just like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, I, I, what the fuck am I you doing? You open the cup. And you you open the cup. Ah, fuck <laughs> yeah. You already fucking know, homie. Shit. Jesus. Shit. But yeah, I frappuccinos were the thing. They were, they're they're so good. Okay. Have yeah. a frappuccino. They're so fucking good. Yo. But like, that's like a thousand calories. I went to a coffee place on a date one time, right? It wasn't like your Starbucks or... Uh, I don't have frappuccinos anymore. I haven't had one since about 2013. Just bro. putting that in there. So... I ordered this rose petal latte, right? And I was like, okay, this sounds sounds pretty elegant, you know? Sounds nice. So the girl ordered like a little mocha or whatever. So she's drinking that. My cup comes out and there's actual rose petals inside my drink. Oh, shit. And I was like, I don't want to look stupid and ask the fucking person at the counter, like, yo, can I even ingest it? Like, can I like take this in? Can I drink this? Or do I take it out? Do I? I just fucking drank it. I was like, this shit tastes nasty. I'm over here chomping off fucking rose leaves <laughs> and shit. Like, it was... You ate the roses. Yeah, I ate yeah. the roses, bro. It was, are you supposed to? I don't know. Like, <laughs> to this I, day, you still don't... I just still don't know. Like, I'm, I'm leaving. I mean, shit, dude. I'm living, so... Uh, You're uh, fine. Yeah. Yeah, now I used to eat rose petals, bro. No big deal. For real? Yeah, I tasted them a couple of times because I used to get them. And whenever I was walking home from school, I'd get them and I'd just... I'd pop them. Mm-hmm. You ever do that? No. They make a loud ass sound. You oh, ever do yeah, that? I know what yeah. you're talking about. But yeah, every once in a while, you know, you nah, just we they make, smell good. You taste it. We used to make like, as a kid, grab like daisies and like do a little lube to make them look like little guns and just pop them off. And then like the fucking 
Daisy itself would like shoot, shoot out. What? Yeah. I never. No. No. Oh, shit. I must be a weird kid then. No, that sounds hella <laughs> cool. I just like didn't. My my brain was just like, oh, smash ants, boom, boom. You know what I mean? Yeah. I used to eat worms. It was cool. I used to collect them and eat them. Oh, worms? Nah, I would eat some of them. Like we'd fucking oh, dare each other to eat them. <laughs> but we would collect. We would. I'd collect them. I'd go digging for them. One time as a kid, I ate an ant, bro. That was it, and I learned my lesson. I thought like everything dark would taste like chocolate. That's a, that's my <laughs> mindset, and I ate the ant, and I was like, "This is nasty. It tastes like spicy, pepper. Huh? Yeah. yeah, pepper." There was a girl in like third grade. She see flies. Uh, so flies was, so the whole class would try to be killing a fly in class just so she could eat it <laughs> that's what she would you do hyping her up uh, I mean, hey yo we got a fly over here yo we got a frogger over here hey would you they have a nick she have a nickname nah never gave her a nickname well, she probably did i don't remember but i remember she used to do that though would you would you were you like a class that gave people nicknames because i know like you know your brother's class me you know that two like years everybody had a nickname it was like they're fucked up. I ain't gonna repeat a lot of them, but did you have one? Me, I was always like, you know, just fat or something. Hey, fat. No, <laughs> <laughs> no um, I had yeah, I had a couple couple of nicknames actually. Damn, damn, I did. I had a uh, kids are terrible. They weren't that bad. I was Bruce Willis. I was Chris Farley. <laughs> Chris Farley is actually a compliment. Yeah, yeah Bruce yeah. Willis though, right? I was like, why am I Bruce Willis? I was like a freshman and um, one of the older classmen, upperclassmen, the senior. Gave, he's like, oh, this guy looks like Bruce Willis because I had my head shaved with a two clip. I was like, who the fuck is Bruce? I didn't know who Bruce Willis. I didn't know who the fuck is Bruce Willis. Me like a numb nuts over here, just like running to the line, like, <laughs> like what do I say? I don't even say nothing. Just, yeah, yeah, no. bro. People be giving people some dumbass nicknames. Like it don't even make sense. <laughs> but then there's those that are like, fuck, he does look like that guy. Yeah, now nah, I know what you're talking about. Like, hey, why do you call him that? You know, because he looks like that. You're like, oh shit. Okay. Oh shit, he does. <laughs> What's uh, the best nickname you guys can think of? Mm. Or her, the best nickname you've heard? I ain't gonna lie. Kevin Durant, when they called him the Slim Reaper, that shit went hard. The Slim Reaper, that's actually yeah. good. He name. didn't like that one. I don't know why he didn't like that one. I don't he know why. You could have made him hella merch. Yeah, that shit went crazy. The Slim Reaper. Damn, he, what does he think? He's fucking. You think he can like? He'll probably body the shit out of me, but like, what? What does he think he is? What do you think he is? Fucking Dwight Howard? This was no. a fucking twig. Dwight Howard. He's not a twig, but you know what I mean. He's slim. Yeah. And he's lengthy. And he'll he kill looks, you on that court. Dude, that literally, point. he'll take you off the dribble, wee, wee, real yeah. quick. Like he's so quick, being that big. Yeah, Slim Reaper has to be top one. I would say fuck. Um. Uh, Maybe I should have went. Oh. Last. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right, this is one that I just thought about. They would call this person at school Manji Boo, and uh, it's just because the person looked like <laughs> Manji and Boo, <laughs> Kid Boo, I think, not Kid Boo, the big Boo, the, the fat one, right? Yeah. yeah, it's fucking hilarious, honestly. Like it was fucked up, but it was so fucked up, like it was you just had to fucking laugh. Yeah, but it's not bad. It's not bad. Okay. All right. Damn. That yeah, it was. I guess that's the worst nickname I've ever heard. On the football field, we had a kid named. We literally did. I to this day I don't know his name, but we called him Delay. 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 Because hey, like, because like, oh, we uh, what's up? Like, I don't know. Like every, he wasn't like he was like very, I don't know, dude. Like I can't explain it. Like he's Delay. Like every, he's a little slowed. Yeah, bro. Like, <laughs> they got it. Delay. Hey, Delay. He's, he's like this. 
What? Yeah, a little, little delayed. I swear, like uh, during football, he caught an interception, and literally he like when, once he caught it, he looked down like as in like what the fuck just happened, and then we were just telling him run. He just looks around and he starts running. We're like delay. Yeah, delay. Damn, I'm trying to think on the football team. Anybody have any good nicknames? I don't think so, dude. I don't know. I don't know. You any good nicknames? Nah, but I do remember this funny ass shit that the coaches used to do. Uh, they used to give us like bananas on Monday or Tuesday. I forgot what day of practice, but they'd give us like pointless awards. Like they'll give like, oh, here you get a banana, you get a banana. Oh yeah, yeah. This, yeah. this, this dude he used to go to practice and he would wear like dress up shirts underneath his pads. Dress up what? Like dress up button up shirts underneath <laughs> his shoulder pads to practice. So coach gave him a award. He's like best undershirt. <laughs> and bro, everyone was fucking dying that day because that shit was hilarious. Did he laughed. Yeah, he was just happy to get a banana, you know, get an award. <laughs> Everybody usually is, man. Shit, when they're funny like that, they mean a little bit more too. Yeah. It's funny. But uh, man, we did uh, we did some good time today. Yeah. Uh, just chatting it up chopping it up here on the mic uh, we'll have to do this again for sure man thank you for being here um do you want to let anything you want to give the people anything before we go any words uh, of wisdom or word of wisdom is just whatever you want to do start it now if you're dealing with anything like depression or all that find your outlet you know um you want to save you want to invest start now that's the best thing to do you know uh, looking to life insurance, you know, uh, like I said, I don't sell it. I don't have a license to sell whether it's for you or whether it's for your family members, you know, you want to make sure you're secured, you know, your family secured, you know, um, but that's it, man. Thank you, my friend. PZ. Solid. Run it. Th- thank you for being here with us today. Again, everybody, uh, just be grateful for where you're at, where you've been and to be here again. Life is fragile. We have one foot in one foot out. That's why we're always spreading the peace and the love. We are out.